Whites, and welcome to a very special bonus edition of Marvel's Pull List. It's one I like to call Marvel's Pull List Playlist. Ooh. I went real hard on that one uh, because we are digging into a playlist created for one of our upcoming comic books with the writer of said book, and that is Mr. Cody Ziegler. <laughs> Hello, Cody. Hello, yo. Thanks for having me back. Uh, always love to talk about comic books, especially when they're wrapped around ones that I've written, and even more <laughs> so around punk rock music. So, like, I'm I'm very stoked to be here. Before we get into the playlist itself, can you um, talk a little bit about the book that this is tied to? Your new Spider Punk book. Yeah. So, Spider Punk. Um, I when I was invited into the Spider offices. Uh, I was very adamant about like, look, I want to write for the black Spider-Man. Uh, and they're like, we get it, calm down. And then, uh, you know, a couple months uh, ago, Danny Kazan was like, yo, do you want to write Spider-Punk? I was like, I have pink hair and a nose ring. This is 20% what I want to write. So like, he was very cordial and let me write Spider-Punk. And um, he teamed me up with a fantastic artist, uh, Justin. Uh, and he is, he is his, every time his art comes in, I get more excited about writing the book. So like, it's been such a fun experience and I'm very stoked that, uh, I got to do this. And also I made a little playlist to go along with it as I was writing it. And I'm glad that I was able to strong arm Danny into letting me put that out in the world as well. Yeah. This is like, it's my favorite thing when, when creators like really dig in and they like build around Mm -hmm. their book and get so excited. Um, I'm, you know, Justin is a name I don't know very well. He's not done a ton of work for Marvel, Mm -hmm. but his, his art is rad. It kind of reminds me of Scott Hepburn a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at his Instagram and it yeah. he's he's dope. The first time I got a Spider Punk picture back and it was him with his webs, I was like, it felt like the old like Todd McFarlane spawn, like the ropes just the chains just looked so heavy and like and textured. I was like, oh, this book is gonna slap. So I'm very excited to be working with him. Jazz, um, part of what I'm very excited about in this conversation with Cody is exposing you and hopefully all of our listeners to some brand new bands, many of which are long gone or have stopped releasing music or whatever, but um, some really cool music, things that I've grown up with. I think there are four songs on here I didn't know very well Mm. out of a 35-song playlist. So I'm excited because I always love hearing new stuff. And there are some in here that I was like, hell yeah, Cody, where are you coming (laughs) in with this? It made me so happy. Jazz, are you excited? No, I'm excited. Um, but unlike you, I'm the opposite. I only recognized four songs in this playlist, <laughs> but still some bangers. Not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> the story of the book is called Band in DC, right? Correct. Yeah. Which is taken from the name of Bad Brains album. Mm-hmm. Um, Bad Brains, arguably the greatest hardcore punk band of all time, mm-hmm. depending on who you talk to. Mm-hmm. I kind of lean towards it. I mean, it's, it's hard to argue. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah, same way. Like, you know, I mean, obviously when I was coming up, they're like, I, when I found out, there was like, oh, there's a black punk band and they're like gnarly, like they're fantastic. I was like, great, I got to get into this. Like they, they really held me down in like high school and early college and more so like, you know, I'm, I'm from North Carolina, the East Coast. So like I was really into like the Dead Kennedys and stuff when I was growing up. But like, like when I found out like, just about the DC hardcore scene, I was like, oh, I got to get into all this stuff. Minor Threat, Fugazi, you know, Bad Brains, like, and then obviously like the Gateway to like the Ramones and stuff that drew in New York. I was like, oh, this is. 100% up my alley. And it was just so harder and so much wilder than anything I had heard before then that it really tapped in. It was a gateway into me getting into like hardcore and like metal music <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> later in, in college. I think Bad Brains were probably like the third or the fourth punk band that I, I heard. I remember mm-hmm. the first two punk records I got were uh, Damaged by Black Flag mm-hmm. and um, and God We Trust Incorporated by Dead Kennedys. I yeah. got them both 
on vinyl. Mm-hmm. I remember going to Mr. Cheapo's on <laughs> Jericho Turnpike in Long Island. If anybody's out there, I think it's still open. Um, I took the bus there and it ruled. And I got um, a compilation of Misfit songs. Oh, like, nice. One of yep. their collections mm-hmm. at the same time. And then Bad Brains shortly after that. So there are 35 songs in this playlist. Can mm-hmm. you explain how you broke it down? Yeah, so I sort of, uh, the way that I approach this is how I approach when I write um, like feature stuff or, or, or television stuff, like or even short, short, short films and stuff. It's like, I like to build, I like to curate a playlist, like sort of set the mood, like, especially if I'm like going to be writing or editing to the songs or whatever in the edit. And that's the same way that I approach with this is like, one, I was just stoked whenever Danny like read the pitch. He was like, yes, I'm, we're going to let you do this. So like, I just started making like a, a list of like my favorite punk songs out of just pure joy that I could drive around and listen to. And then as I was going through, I was like, you know, it would be really cool to sort of track the journey through songs. So like the way that I've divvied up is like, there's 35 songs, there's five issues, seven songs per issue. So like, I really like the idea of you like throwing this on while you read it. And then like the, the songs take you through a journey as well. Where like either it's hitting like direct lines that they're saying in the scene or like a character is introduced. that has a sort of, sort of vague theme to what the song is. And also I, it'd be cool to just like let people hear some music that I really liked, not only as like a snotty 14 year old kid, but they even stuff I discovered in like my twenties and stuff that I discovered now in my thirties. I like that. It's like, I mean, for me, like, not knowing a lot of these uh, songs or bands necessarily, like it, it just feels like a like a classic like mixtape. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And like Thank I you. grew up in the era where like you know where someone would just hand me a CD yeah. with like a good twenty tracks on it. It had it was like it came in that jewel case yep. with you know like mm-hmm. a paper slip that maybe had a couple of the names of the songs yep. on there, and you would be lucky if you even got like the artist name attached to it. Yeah, and you would just be jamming out and it was great. And like you discovered new songs that way. And mm-hmm. like, that's very much what this is for me. Like, oh, I thanks. That's, that's exactly the energy I was going for. Like I was also a huge mixtape, uh, I guess CDs, mixed CDs, but like I was a huge mixtape kid when growing up and like, Same. I would always make like, you know, this is my nineties playlist. This is my eighties playlist. This is my like, <laughs> I had one called return of the shred. That was just like eighties guitar shred songs. Like I had volumes <laughs> one through three. It was, in, it was insane. So like, this is very much the energy I was trying to capture. So I'm glad that I, I love to hear that it, it, it's, it's coming through. It's, it's funny that you say that. Cause that was like, I had a car that didn't have like a box cable yeah. or any sort of radio. Like I just could only listen to CDs yeah. and that's all I did. Yeah. Like I would, people would just burn me CDs and I would just, whatever they were, they were my Spotify. Yeah, exactly. Just on. Yeah. On repeat. Love it. I'm older than both of you. So I remember <laughs> like trading tapes, actual mm-hmm. cassette tapes of mixtapes with handwritten very meticulously on the, the inserts of the cassette tapes because you had certain lines. And if you were filling up like a long tape, then you got to write it real good in there. man. and then I went into the CDs too, but yeah, I, I'm I'm from the old school where we had the damn tapes <laughs> that mixtape comes from. And a lot of these songs, you know, you, you got stuff in here going back to the sixties, but mm-hmm. um into recent times. And I you open the playlist with uh, a Korean hardcore band called yeah. Slant, who I remember yeah. reading about like three or four years ago and and hearing they had they put out an EP and I was like, This rules. And then, you know, life gets in the way and I forget everything. And this is I think a more recent song of theirs. Uh, called Enemy. 
and it rules so hard. It's so good, man. <laughs> uh, thank yeah, you know the the opening pages is like a fun action set piece, and I was like, what it perfectly captured this vibe, and like that song very much popped in my head because it's also there have been that I just discovered in the past year as well, and I was like, I can't believe one that I didn't even think to think about. There's a there's got to be a Korean hardcore scene, and I can't believe that I didn't get that into that until now. So which came first, the the writing or the the playlist? I sort of, sort of a mix. Like I um I definitely had I wrote like you know the basic bare bones outline when I first got it, and then as I would hear songs that I thought sort of like speak sparked my interest or like I thought would fit well in it, I would then add to it. Um, because I like to track the idea of like you know, you're looking at like still paint still images and stuff, but like. I still think about it as happening in motion. So I was like, what would look cool? Like, if this is like the movie, like what would look cool with like him, like flipping around and like fighting and Captain Anarchy showing up, like, and it seemed like such a cool kinetic song. And also it's my favorite thing about punk songs is that they're usually always under two minutes. And like, it's a good minute and 40 seconds, or something like that, that gets you right into the movie that you're trying to get. And like, that was definitely the energy that I was trying to capture and, and slants enemy absolutely captures that. Oh, it's so good. It's mm-hmm. so I have a playlist that I, call Jimin, G-Y-M-M-I-N, that I put on whenever I'm running or I'm on my yeah, Peloton yeah. or whatever, that like songs that just, they, they cause adrenaline to flow. And so I yeah. need it to be like fast yeah. and hard. I immediately put the song on that playlist. It was like- Oh, uh, good. Yeah, that's the one I'm always like in my car, like head banging or like playing like the <laughs> drums in my car and hoping that the person next to me in traffic is, I think I'm an absolute weirdo. Yeah. Um, it's so good. Uh, and what's real fun is you go from- like a very recent song to 1968, 69 to one of the, like the most classic proto punk songs, kick out the jams from the MC five, which whew, makes me so happy. There's like that song here. It warms my heart. And then there's, there's also like the, there's multiple versions of it. And then there's mm-hmm. the one with like, there's some like talking beforehand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That preamble is like, that's the version that I heard as a kid. Cause I only had like the, the live CD. So like, I was always used to like that minute of half of that dude, just like rambling in yeah. front of some crazy rock show in like Detroit or whatever. Oh. And like, I am bummed that that's the version that I could not find on Spotify. <laughs> but if you're, if you listen to this and you like the song, please track down the actual like live version with the full preamble. It's so, so good. Yeah. It's like you're in that, the church of, how, of rock and roll. And you, you have to hear the version that is explicit. I, yes. I know it sounds strange, but like there's like yeah. way they introduce a song, kick out the jams, and then there's a, yeah. a curse that we don't say on this show. But yeah, it's not the same without it. Yeah, yeah, it, it yeah, it doesn't hit it the same. And like especially when you're like a you're a, a 16 year old, and you're like they cursed in the 60s. That's crazy. Like that was always <laughs> my thought process when I first heard. It. It's like I can't believe you're allowed to curse on stage and then play fast music when you're in the 60s. I thought that was a thing that only happened yeah. recently. There's a, a favorite of my my bands that they're from Boston, I think, American Nightmare. Um, but they had to change their name because some other band said that they were American Nightmare as well, so they changed their name for a while. But I think they got the American Nightmare name back. Anyway, they do a really great cover of Kick Out the Jams, which is oh yeah, oh my god, and it's like I remember seeing. American Nightmare, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. And like, I had just come from work at Marvel <laughs> and had like yeah. my bag with me. And I just ran in. Like, I just ran in. I was just like jumping and singing. It was great. It made me so happy. You got a lot of Ramones on here, which is, yeah. which is fun. I mean, they were in, in heavy rotation. Like, I've been a huge Ramones fan forever. Um, but I was really, I was listening to this podcast called, um, no dogs in space. I don't know if you, if yeah, anyone's of course. heard this, yeah. but um, it's a great podcast. Last it's, podcast it's, on the left network, mm-hmm. uh, Marcus Parks. We had him on Twim. Yeah, it's super. For those who don't know, it's um, it's 
uh, Marcus and, and his wife, Carolina, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, they just do deep like four hour dives on like the the origins of a band so like they're doing punk for the season so like they start from like the beginning of punk into the, the newer versions and like i did the the ramon the ramones uh, like four or five like part series i was like i was in the ramon state of mind and i was listening to a lot of like dd songs because i mm-hmm. thought he was such a fun wacko character and like his vocals were like the essential punk vocals and like i had warthog on repeat for like months like to the point where like my end of like 2021 like most played songs like that was like the top five was like warthog by the ramones and like i was like you can't have um a punk story without the ramones and also i feel like you hear the same like maybe six ramones songs pretty regularly and they're bops but like i don't know if i've ever seen warthog on like a a a playlist or like into any type of like recommendations for the for the songs and i wanted to be able to have that one in there yeah no i that one caught me off guard i was so psyched when i saw that it was like oh yeah <laughs> it's i mean you know it's not blitzkrieg bach which does show yeah. up later in the playlist but mm-hmm. like to come in like i think it is this is a great mixtape because it does come out with like here's something you don't know here's something you might know here's something you do mm. know here's something you don't know because like you got ace of spades in there um yeah. another ramon song but then mm-hmm. you have another group that shows up throughout the playlist is the queers, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's a band that also held me down in high school. Like they're, I heard a little bit more of their newer, like poppy punk stuff, but then they had this album called a daily, the dollar short that my friend like Lee introduced me to. When I was like 16 and this is just like garage recordings. They all, all the songs are short. They all sound like absolute garbage in the best way possible. And like, I've had like this song, um, we have a riot during heroin is the, the song that opens up the album. And I'm like, what a crazy swing for like the first song is just, it's such a grimy, greasy song. And it perfectly uh, fits in with the world that of the spider punk world. And I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that when you re- when you listen to it and you're reading it, you'll get the sense that oh, we're 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 definitely not in Kansas anymore. Like we're in a pretty pretty wild place. You have Beastie Boys on here, yeah, yeah. which I thought was really cool because I'm I'm a big fan of when hip hop and rock yeah like, embrace each other and like really like lean into each other. And I love Beastie Boys, but I was just very shocked to see them on here. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought I was the same way. Like I. I mean, everyone likes the BC boys. If you're uh, a rational person, you love the BC boys. And like, I remember like they were the band that I really got into in, in high school. Cause someone was like, you know, they used to be a punk band. Right. I was like, what really? And then like, they showed me like Ali Oioli or whatever. I was like, it's mm-hmm. just wall to wall, hardcore songs. Like this is them. Like they're at the height of their like BC boys. And so like, they're still doing like, like, you know, Robin and Seal or whatever. And then they're like, Oh, we're just going to drop a hardcore album. And so I was like, Oh, this is fantastic. And I was like, it would be a cool, like little nod to like the roots of like hip hop and punk and throw that in there. So like I, I worked in some, some beastie boys into the, the action as well. That's awesome. Yeah. I remember when that released, it was so, it was so rad. Um, Cause there's yeah. all these stories too, about like about them, the beastie boys as kids going to punk shows yeah. and like being like, kicked around and being like because they were kind of like the rich kids who came and like got dropped off by their parents but um they went and they made some rad music and they got super famous and it's i mean they're the freaking beastie boys didn't they get into hip-hop as a joke yeah yeah they, they, i think the name the beastie boys was like a a joke name that they made up and then they just happened to be really really good at it and like all the other uh, like all the other major hip-hop artists like oh these guys are like cool and like they actually respect the art that we're doing so like they invited them in and that's how they got in I mean, seeing tsol on here which is true sounds of liberty which is a mm-hmm. uh, that's a little bit of a like a slower song um mm-hmm. that's a dope one that i saw in here mm-hmm. there's some descendants in here 
always yeah. makes me happy. I feel like the descendants might be a band. Some listeners may already know from like Tony Hawk, like yeah. playing Tony Hawk soundtracks <laughs> yeah, or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. that. It's where all my favorite Scott tracks come oh, from. One hundred percent. Yeah. Same. Like Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack did so much oh, for my musical taste growing up. Same. Yeah. ACDC, like <laughs> that entire like wormhole is just thanks to yeah. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Like TNT. Yeah. And Tony Hawk Pro Skater uh-huh. Four was my. Uh, yeah. Cody, I gotta ask, how did Iron Sheik get on the playlist? Because Iron Sheik, one of my all-time favorite bands, they're local Long Island dudes who play like what we would call long island hardcore very melodic they are you know connected to a whole bunch of other bands that folks i'm friends with my scene like and Mm -hmm. i've talked to the singer of iron chic he's a huge comic book fan too oh i think at one point he wrote a jessica jones song um Ah, nice and iron chic everybody out there i-r-o-n-c-h-i-c the one of my favorite bands hands down period i've listened to them probably more than any other band over the last 15 years I there's a band that I just discovered like this year, like or maybe like late last year, like they popped up on like the your Spotify Discover mm. Weekly or whatever. And I this is the song that the first song I heard for them to shreds you say. And I was like, oh, this is one hundred percent the exact type of music that I've always been into, but also I, I just love it now. And like I tore into that that album and I listened to it on repeat for like maybe a week, two, two weeks straight. And I was like, Oh, this is like just my favorite band now. So like uh, I wanted to have a mix of like older stuff, like you're saying, and like sort of the new stuff and also stuff that's like sort of outside what you would typically think of like traditional like three chord punk music mm-hmm. um that's how we get that on there and like stuff like you know mission of burma or or even like jeff rosenstock yeah. and like i wanted to get some like nice newer adjacent punk adjacent music out there and i love iron chic so much i'm i i hope that he, i hope that the singer reads this comic because i'm a huge stan of, I, I'll, of that I'll... band yeah, I'll, I'll get in touch with them. I'll let them know, um, which would be super so rad. Cool. <laughs> uh, if you like them, check out a band called Crime in Stereo. Um, mm. Friends of mine, too, from Long Island. They did a uh, like a Bush-era album called Troubled Stateside, <laughs> which is still so relevant. Like, there's oh, so much about it. It's so rad. Uh, and then a band called Silent Majority, which mm-hmm. is from like mid-90s that directly influences Iron Sheik so much. Oh, dope. I got to check these guys out then. So good. Um there was no black flag on this playlist. I was surprised by that. Yeah, I uh, it's one of those things where like, so I was telling them before we started recording, I had originally this was just like a free for all, just like something I was listening to as I was writing before I started curating it. And like I had maybe two, two and a half hours worth of stuff, which for punk music is a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, it's just a lot of tracks. And I, 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 there was a section in the story that takes place in DC. And like I was having to pick between like, which one, like if I had to choose between the two, between like Bad Brains and, and and black flag is like i gotta go with bad brain just because when they're black and hobbies black but also like it's titled band in dc but um the and the and the outtakes album that i the outtakes playlist there was much more love for for black flag in there there yeah i was uh, i was going through all this um i just want to throw out a couple of of more suggestions for Mm -hmm. our listeners and so there's a a sort of a subset of hardcore kind of like grindcore almost but mm. power violence is really oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and so yeah. it's like super fast um super intense and so one of my favorite bands is cr which they were called the, the cr is the compassionate revolution so they're very like um socially motivated intense hardcore band but they um were very like new york city minded at times as well so there's yeah. a ba- there's a song called 364 which is one of my favorite jams by them I would put that on there. Like it, just thinking of songs that fit into the vibe of this 
mm-hmm. of what you've got going on. Uh, Youth of Today, which is uh, yeah. 80s New York by Connecticut hardcore band. Um, there's a ton of great songs, but the whole album, We're Not In This Alone, is mm-hmm. just gets me so pumped. <laughs> love it so much. Uh, ben, uh, this song, Disclaimer by Capital, which is, um, man, he's just like, it's about a dude talking to like, what would his family think if he thought the way, if they realized that he thought the way he did, if he believed in women's rights, if he believed mm-hmm. in his thoughts on religion, what would his grandfather think? It's like, and it rages, mm. it rages. Yeah. It's so good. Um, <laughs> dead guy, which um, dead guy was a rad band. And I think they referenced a bunch of comic book characters in some of their songs. Ah, uh, yeah. Their song pins and needles. I think, um, Hobie would be super into. Yeah. Avail, which is uh, like Southern mm-hmm. punk. Uh, they're from Richmond, Virginia. Mm-hmm. One of my all-time favorite bands. Uh, the song mm-hmm. FCA I would put on this uh, as a companion list. <laughs> uh, Modern Life is War. Really dope hardcore band from the early 2000s mostly. But they have a song called Dead Ramones. D-E-A-D-R-A-M-O-N-E-S. Modern Life is War. And they have, they have a song called Stagger Lee, which is about like the stagger lee character and yeah oh man they they rule so hard oh man that's dope uh and then inside out which is uh zach uh from rage against machine it's his hardcore oh, band cool. from oh, cool. before rage uh no spiritual surrender feels like a mm-hmm. song like hobie would press yeah. play on yeah. and just go kick somebody in the face too um, yeah there's the punk rock jukebox compilation there's two or three of them the first one though has a cover of Sex Pistols' Bodies by the band Killing Time, which that one cover is better to, in my mind, than every <laughs> Sex Pistols song combined. They yeah. it's so good. Yeah. Uh, which Bodies is a great song to begin with. Mm-hmm. So you got, I will give it up. We were talking, I think, yeah. even before we started recording about Sex Pistols. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, you know, they were ones that I never really got that into. Yeah. Like I liked their two big. I like three of their songs. I like. Gods of the Queen, Anarchy, and you say EQA and, and Submission. Like, those are like my three songs that I listen to if I do listen to the Sex Pistols the most. But I also was like, I don't know, I, the Maroons had so much more style. Like, they, they had so much more swagger. Yeah. Like, four weird looking dudes from New York in leather jackets yeah. that are enormous nerds. Like, yeah, that's what way more up my alley than, than Queens, Johnny Rotten. And they love yeah. Spider Man. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and the last one I'm going to throw out there is also for you, Jasmine. It's a band called Los Crudos, which is uh, a Chicago punk band from the 90s. And they're Hispanic punk and they all their songs are in Spanish. And I saw them twice when I was in my teenage years. I was like, you know that that maybe you're too young to either of you too young to remember this, but that Maxell tape commercial where the, the yeah. dude's sitting yeah, in the yeah, chair yeah. and the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, get, yeah. everything couch, blows yeah. him back. It was like that every time you saw Los Crudos. Uh, they're so good. The singer, uh, Martine, amazing. Um, oh, dope. They, yeah. I just like the name. Yeah, the just, name is perfect. Listen to Soy Crudos. It's oh, so good. This rules. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for, for having me and letting me yell about punk music for half an hour. Yeah, I, I want to see the, the extended playlist, too. I know, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll um I'll shoot that out after the book wraps. Yeah, sweet.